0: If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Murph has nominated Dr. Jeff Feynman as an animal game changer, and we're just so thankful that Dr. Jeff has joined us this morning, so we get to celebrate all of the amazing things that he's doing and the great work in the animal space that we can all learn about. So welcome, Jeff, and thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you so much for, for having me, for giving me this chance to spread the word and yeah. To yeah. talk tonight.
0: Yeah, wonderful. So, for people who aren't familiar with you know where you're at around the world and what you're doing, could you give our listeners and readers a little bit more information about what you do?
1: Well, I'm a classically trained veterinarian. Um, I was actually trained in uh, veterinary medicine and molecular bio back in the eighties but I had a mystery disease and mystery symptoms that actually started about 10 years before that. And what I'm doing right now is putting together the research and the clinical observations of over 30 years to build a, um, an online community at holisticactions.com to try and support pet parents and spread the word about you know, the the kind of pet care that is based on actually the internal balance of the individual.
0: Yeah. And Jeff, how did you, I'm sure that this was a a long journey and uh, enlightening for you along the way, of course, but when you graduated from veterinary school, you may or may not have graduated knowing that you wanted to add additional modalities to your toolbox. How did you get from medically where you were when you graduated to where you are now?
1: Well, it is 180 Mm -hmm. degrees because when I graduated, I was purely research-oriented. Actually, my training at that time was in endocrinology Mm -hmm. and aging. And there was no thought whatsoever for what I do now. and I'm here now because of purely because of observation, because of the training as a scientist, you're trained to keep an open mind and change your theories to change um, your paradigms or the way you treat based on what you see in, in your patients. That's pretty much where I am right now. Um, you know, I started observing and saw, supplements, helping some pets and started using more and more supplements um, and then in gosh, I guess it wasn't until the 90s I was reading a book about complementary Susan Wynn's book about complementary um, medicine and happened across the, the section about energy medicine and homeopathy and read the references and I was hooked from there actually from the exquisite successes of energy medicine and homeopathy in epidemics, in past mm-hmm. epidemics. Well, I don't know if you can see that poster behind me, but that's the Hahnemann Memorial in Washington, which is the only monumental doctor in all of Washington because of the service that he's given to, mm-hmm. you know, to. Um, oh people and saving lives
0: and yet it's it's quite fascinating to me that just in a hundred years we've gone from using homeopathy as the first go-to non-toxic option to address acute and chronic disease to actually now having our ability to even use homeopathic remedies potentially threatened. that's a pretty short period of time
1: it's it is, and it's beginning from what I've heard um, in the trenches. It's actually beginning the tide. It's beginning to turn back a little bit in that more and more pet parents and just um, everyone is, is seeking homeopathic care, and perhaps it's informed by you know, the documented cases of you know uh, homeopathy and COVID. Yeah, exactly.
0: I think COVID COVID is providing a an especially stressful and yet opportune moment for homeopathic medicine to to go from risky to people desperate willing to try anything, seeing this profound intervention be available for very inexpensive and yet i think when people reach a state of desperation it opens up their ability to be less critical because they're desperate instead of judgmental and i think we're there
1: unfortunately i would have to agree um 100 and and, uh, and you know uh, unf- i mean i agree but it's unfortunate because there's a lot of needless suffering going on in the world and it's it's really it's horrible to watch
0: it, it is it's it's devastating and i guess what's frustrating especially for for doctors that function on the proactive side of things especially like you and i where we start with least toxic options first it's it's extra difficult because it didn't have to be this way and yet it does afford us an opportunity to show another form of medicine that can be profoundly more effective with fewer side to no side effects and, of course, available to everyone. So there, we do have this opportunity right now to, to bring homeopathy back to the forefront in an incredibly positive light, which is... Um, an opportunity, and I'm thankful for that. Dr. Jeff, do you you're you're doing lots of things, uh, but talk to me a little bit about what is most inspiring for you right now. What are you doing right now that you just love, or what do you love most about your job right now?
1: Well, what I what I love most is certainly helping pets, and you know, seeing animals recover their health. That have been chronically ill, but I think almost as much what I enjoy and what I love and my passion is for helping to empower pet parents to learn what it took me decades of being a scientist and veterinarian to know, which is that it's really about our pets' ability to heal themselves. That we don't need to use any foreign or um potentially side effect ridden you know uh, treatments to get them well, so it's really the um it's really the transformation it's really the empowerment that I can share with pet parents that yeah. that I love the most every day. I wake up every morning thinking about that
0: yeah yeah that's and it's interesting when. I think oftentimes as veterinarians, the first concept uh, that I was ever kind of exposed to along that vein was a profoundly successful wildlife rehabilitator that I had the opportunity to meet as a very young person, much before veterinary school. And her statement to me was, you know, Karen, these these wild animals, she specifically worked on raptors. And she said, you know, all of these birds were thriving. Until they were shot or ran into an electrical wire or some human intervention that injured them, but their bodies worked beautifully up until trauma. Our job isn't to put anything into their system that is foreign or that they could react to. Our job is to facilitate their healing response, but do it in a non-toxic way. And you know, as a as a fourteen-year-old, I was like, "Wow!" And but you know that that premise is still there. Animals, all of us, all of our bodies are wild, wired with the ability to want to seek balance and homeostasis. And sometimes what we need to do is get out of the way and remove obstacles from our pets' bodies to just allow the natural healing process to occur. But we weren't necessarily taught that in veterinary school.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. definitely was taught that. And that's exactly. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Um, that we are getting out of the way and allowing the body to heal itself. And whether it's with homeopathy or any other modality, that's always what we do. There's really no no uncertainty in healing. You know, in that you know we always heal by activation of uh, the natural um, mechanisms that we. Yeah notes well in our body and actually you know, conventional science is beginning to to say the same thing so they're they're yeah. beginning to integrate yeah
0: they, they are and dr Feynman, if you could share one idea or thought or concept uh with the entire pet loving world if there's one thing that you would want to share what would that be
1: it's going to sound a little odd, but I'm, what I that one thing would be follow the energy. So energy, energy is real, physical and non-physical, and the energy of your pet's body is what allows it to use its cells and activate healing in a way that, you know, what's going to be most effective. And that energy activating natural healing abilities is incumbent on or directly related to quality of life. And actually what we teach is called quality of life medicine. Is based on, and this actually might be a second thing I would say, but it's directly related. It's based on the BEAM. BEAM are, it's an acronym for behavior, energy, appetite, and mood. And whenever we treat any condition in any way, beam should be improving. If beam is decreasing, then you're not following the energy and you're not going in the right direction. So follow the beam and follow the energy.
0: Well, this has been inspiring and enlightening, and your Healthy Pets Awesome Recognition Award is much deserved. I've loved getting to know you virtually, and I appreciate everything you're doing for the animal community.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Becker. I really appreciate the chance, and thank you all for watching.